What's up, guys? Welcome to the second episode of the Cardigan Cowboy. My name is Taos, or at least I, I think I'm pronouncing that right. Um, sounds like house with a T, I believe. Spelled like I'm a C away from being tacos. And I have been asked if that is a pickup line. It's not. Actually, I was in my mid-20s, I think. I was at an airport, and a lady asked me what my name was. I told her my name is Taos, like Taos, New Mexico. A lot of people around here know where that is because that's where we all go to snow ski. She knew what the town was, and she said, I love that name because it's just a C away from being tacos. And I was like, I'm like in my mid-20s and did not ever put that together. So maybe it's because I'm kind of more of a burrito guy, you know, Chipotle kind of guy. Oh, Chipotle is not sponsoring this show in any way, just my preference. Chipotle over Cadova any day. Anyway, on with the show. So I want to take a second just to tell you guys first what we do, then what we're about, and then how you can support the show if you like it, if you find value in this. Then we'll run through our sponsors, then I'll introduce our guest. Do not leave me, though, because after we introduce the sponsors and I, as I'm introducing the guests, I have a really cool story that will make your day. It'll, it'll, it's just a heartwarming story that you'll like that happened after we got done recording uh, this podcast with Tyler Milligan, our guest. Uh, whenever we walked out, we were greeted by my neighbors, um, and, and John Paul is the father of the household, but his son, Mason, has a severe uh, case of cerebral palsy, and, and uh, they met us outside, and Tyler had just come from a rodeo. He was heading south to Texas as he's come through Tulsa, and so he had his rig and his, his horses all out there. So, And uh, I'm going to shut up now about that because I'll just end up telling you now, but I want to tell you after uh, after the sponsors and when I'm introducing Tyler just to show how awesome Tyler is and uh, give you a good heartwarming story to uh, start this podcast off with. So first, what we do, The Cardigan Cowboy is a podcast on a foundation of philanthropy. Half of the money that comes into our bank account, we give to a nonprofit. So whatever comes in, well, obviously Uncle Sam gets his little cut and then we split it and we give it to a nonprofit. But we don't choose the nonprofit. We leave that up to our guest. That's right. It makes our guests feel good. We write a check and hit their name, not his, her name, anybody's name. Hell, I might interview a dog. I don't know. I think it'd be kind of cool to bring in a horse or something. I don't know. Anyway, whoever is the guest, they get to choose where it goes. Then we take uh, the other money and try to make this thing all work. And, um, yeah, try not to be in the hole. So make it, give it a little longevity. Hopefully I'll be around a little bit. So, um, anyway. Yeah, that's what we do. We also want to uh, give great vibes, great advice, and and let our listeners listen to somebody with uh, with a little insight and somebody that's that's killing it at life at whatever they're doing, and maybe just help you be a better you. You know, so that's what we that's what we do. Now, what we are about is the cowboy spirit. That doesn't mean you gotta own cattle, ride horses, or having sex, have any land, all that means is is it's kind of a code of ethics, right? It doesn't matter what religion, what color you are, nothing like that. What it matters is is that you got a few things right. And when, when I say that, one, the cowboy spirit are the kind of people, the kind of people that have the cowboy spirit, I should say, are those that know that we don't compare ourselves to others to see what others have. We compare ourselves to others to make sure they have enough. Also, the cowboy spirit... We embody, life's tough, it is tough, you get bucked off, we embody getting back on. That's what it's about. And that's what this show is about, is maybe you're in a point of life where, where you've been bucked off, life's a little tough, we hope to bring on guests that help you get back on. Or maybe you're in that point of life where you're, you're having a hard time even having the courage to get on for the fear of getting bucked off. And so we hope to bring people uh, maybe that, that could, could inspire you to just go ahead and get, get on. And, and that's what it's about. It's all about the ride. And when life gets tough, saddle up. So that's what we're about. The next thing I want to say is if you like this podcast and you want to support it, one, you're doing just that by just listening. See, we have a trifecta. Uh, the podcast trifecta, you know about it? Probably not because I just made it up, really, on the spot here. But we're going to go with it. The, the trifecta is good listener, good guests, and good sponsors. If those three things can come together, we can raise money and do some great things and change the world. There's no, there's no limits to this. So we have you listening. So we've already got the listener. The guest is a badass. We got the guest. And then we have sponsors like Shorties, uh, Cowboy Hattery. We have Oki. They make 
ball caps. We have Midwest Land Group. We've got the trifecta going. I think I think we can make this all happen. But if you want to support this, you can do it in many ways. First, you're listening. That's all we ever expect. If you hear uh, any of the products or, or services that our sponsors provide, use those. Let them know that we sent you. You'll get a great deal. They get a deal. We get a deal. We're all happy, and we're all doing something for the greater good. If you want to go above and beyond, oh, my, I'll let you know. Just go to Instagram. Go to Facebook. Find us. Follow us. That helps out so much to get numbers, and, and it just it builds us up. That's what it's about. It's not about fame. It's about influence. And, and the more numbers, the more people we can gather around this and get behind it, the more we can do, and, and that's good. If you want to go even further, though, you want to be that all-star, you can go to our website. That's right. You can go to our website. There you'll see that um, soon we'll be on iTunes and Spotify. It'll have the links there. There you can go to those, those platforms and subscribe. You can subscribe to us, download those, and that's what gets us those numbers, and that's what helps advertising. It makes it really easy to share as well. So you can go to those platforms soon, but first you can just go to the website. You can see everything there, and then while you're there, if you want to be like the, the all-star here, we have a donate button. You can donate uh, to to us. I think it's through PayPal. And any money that you donate will, will be helping this podcast and the nonprofit uh, of the current episode. So you can always support us, however. But I want to go back to the beginning and tell you, we don't expect any of that. We just want your ear. And the fact that you're listening, that is, that's good enough. Anything else is just, you know, icing on the cake, cherry on top. So... We thank you, and we're glad you're just listening, and we hope we bring you value and give you those awe moments and maybe change the trajectory, traje- uh, the direction of <laughs> the direction of your life. I'm not even going to try to say that word again. The direction of your life, and, and I hope you enjoy this. So um, with that said, I want to talk about our sponsors. Uh, these sponsors, I think you guys should be aware that the sponsors are aware that any money that they, they give the Cardigan Cowboy, half of it's going to a nonprofit. And not only are they aware of it, but they love it and they support it and they love us and they got our backs and and they know that it's going for the greater good. And they're on board. And so these guys are really special to me because they're a sponsor whenever this thing's just getting started. And I'll never forget these guys. And and just as you as the listener and, and followers and subscribers and downloaders of this show and donators um, these sponsors that have, have put their name and their brand on the line to support this mean more than you guys will ever know. So let's talk. Give me your ear just for a little bit. We'll run through the sponsors real quick. I'll tell you what they give, what they offer, and then we'll get on to Tyler Milligan and his cool story. So first up, Shorties, Cowboy Hattery. That's right. Well, you're probably looking at going, I thought they were felt hats. That's right. They are. They're custom felt hats. That's a straw hat. And uh, they're the an authorized dealer of American hat company Straw Hats. So you can still go in to, to Oklahoma City. There's stores in Oklahoma City. You can go get you a nice straw hat. And they're the best American hat companies got going on when it comes to the straw hats and, and what they embody in the company. They're, they're a wonderful company. And, and Shorty's is an authorized dealer. You can also go ahead and get that custom hat started. Uh, the felt hats... They're, I'm telling you, dude, they're like the McLaren of the cowboy hat world. Uh, it's They're like a timeless, classic piece that never goes out of style, and they last lifetimes. That's plural. They last forever, and they'll even help you make sure it lasts forever. You can take them in. They'll clean them. They'll take care of them, but you can order these things. And I'm telling you, from bottom to top, start to stop, custom handmade felt cowboy hats, you will not be disappointed. They're celebrating right now 30 years of doing this, and I think they got it down. I think they got it right. If you're doing anything for 30 years, you're doing it right. And the fact that uh, it's, one, the first company to ever be uh, owned by a woman, first cowboy company ever, cowboy, first cowboy hat company ever owned by a woman. Also, they have a nonprofit called Rain and Cancer that helps those diagnosed with cancer. And they love the cowboy culture, and that's what they embody. They embody the cowboy culture. Like like Shorty, her heroes were cowboys. It comes from from a the the roots of cowboys. Also, really cool to note, in the day, 
there was nobody around to shape hats, and I think it's just a cool story that she used to go to rodeos with a, a kettle uh, and just the steam off the kettle and would shape people's hats, and that's how she got started and found her niche, and now it's where it's at now, and you will not be disappointed, guys. Go into Shorty's Cowboy Hattery in Oklahoma City. Tell them I sent you. If you're not in Oklahoma City, find them on Instagram. Find them on their website. Website is Shorty's uh, Hattery. Uh, com, hit them up. Let them know I sent you, and and you will have the finest lid on your head. Yeah, the cowboy hats, they're spot on. Also, they do like custom stuff, like custom cute little hats, and and uh, they do anything you want. So hit them up, check them out, and and yeah, if you buy buy shorties, you're buying the best. So on to the next sponsor, Midwest Land Group. Midwest Land Group, dude, they. They know their stuff. That's why I'm sending you there. The man that runs it, his name is Zane Goodwin. And Zane Goodwin is a good friend, and he's a mentor of mine. Whenever I have those hard questions, you know, like, I don't know. I think, you know, I'd hit him up like, hey, can I come beat you again at a skeet shooting? Whatever. Anyway, we won't get off in that. But when I have hard life decisions, I'll hit him up, take his advice. And if you guys holler at him and talk about your land that you want or that you need to sell, he'll do the same for you. He knows his stuff. Something cool about Zane. He runs a ranch, guys. Like, he's not just of it. He's in it. He's in the business. He runs a ranch. He knows his cattle. He knows his land. He knows his grass. He knows his hay. He knows his sheep. Okay, I don't I don't think he knows anything about sheep, but uh, we're going to go say he does. He just knows agriculture. He knows farming. He knows ranches. And he will find you the land, farm, ranch, home of your dreams. If you are looking to sell, he'll help you with figuring out what that is worth and what the market will bring and and bring a strategy to the table of, of getting you the most out of your asset. So go hit up Midwest Land Group, Zane Goodwin. You can call them at 918-771-0077 and uh, just let them know that I sent you. Let them know I sent you and they, they support this podcast and they will support you finding the land, you know, that beautiful land. I'm, I can already see it, the entryway the last name on the gate, you're there. Go hit up Zane. He'll give you that. Yeah, although mine be a panel held, held with bob wire. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Go to Midwest Land Group, 918-771-0077. Zane Goodwin, Midwest Land Group. Let's say that again. Midwest Land Group, you'll be happy. He's got an awesome team, and I need to find a new word other than awesome. I'm working on that. I'm going to start donating a dollar for every time I say awesome, I think. But anyway, Midwest Land Group, do it. You'll love it. On to the next sponsor, Oki. Yo, that's right. Best caps in Oklahoma. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say the world too, but I don't know. Oki, right? It's Oklahoma. These guys are awesome. You can find them on Instagram, the Oki brand on Instagram. That's the easiest way for me. I know they're, they're on Facebook. They have a website. They do all that. But you can just go to Instagram. Uh, you can find them. You can click their link. Their store is right there. Click it. Boom. Fill the card up. Fill the card up with all kinds of colors and different schemes. They even got like the they got the snapbacks. They got the flat bills. They got the dad hat, you know, the dad hat. Make you look like a daddy. Um, they got like the big... Straw hats that you mow in, I don't know. I just haven't brought myself around to these. They look awesome, but I feel, um, I just don't feel like I pull them off very well. Change my mind, though. Go put them in your cart. Show me the pictures of you with your straw hat, your Oki on. You can always tag us and stuff. We love that. Go see them, and as you're checking out, don't forget your old boy Taos here, Cardigan Cowboy. Put in Cardigan Cowboy, all one word, all lowercase, into the promo discount code, and bam, zing, just like that. 15% off, yo. That's right. I just got you 15% off the coolest hat in Oklahoma. Definitely the coolest hat company in Oklahoma that makes the coolest hat in Oklahoma. So go to Oki, the Oki brand. Find them on Instagram. Add them. Fill up your cart. Hit Cardigan Cowboy in the promo code. Boom. All lowercase, all one word. And, uh, yeah, save you some dough, yo. Times are tough. Save all you can. Might as well look cool while you're in tough times, though. So go get you an Oki. Uh, go get you an Oki cap. And uh, then when you need that cowboy hat, go to Shorty's. And go get you some land. Or go sell you some land. Or 
whatever you need land-wise, go to Midwest Land Group, and you'll love them. So that's it, guys. We made it. We're there. We made it through the sponsors. You've hung in there. Now I get to tell you about my guest, who I'm, I'm totally pumped to have. Uh, I, I didn't expect to have this caliber of a cowboy on the show uh, this early. The fact that it's the second episode, and we're able to bring a guy that's made it to the National Finals Rodeo and living my childhood dream as a tie-down calf rover is uh, awesome. There you go. There's that word again. There's another dollar in the bucket. So, Tyler Milligan. Uh, I believe he was Rookie of the Year in 2018, <clears throat> tied on calf rover. Then in 2019, he made it to the National Finals Rodeo. He won a couple rounds. I know he won the seventh uh, round, and then uh, he set fourth in the world right now. So it looks like if we are blessed enough to have an NFR this year, he'll be there. And it was such a cool time. He was coming, like I said earlier, he was coming from another calf rover. And I do have a really cool story that um, he he parked his rig with his horses here. He came in. We did about 45-minute little interview. And as we were walking out, my neighbor, Mason, with uh, cerebral palsy, he met us outside. And, and he, he came all the way down just to wait on us to walk out. And he wanted to pet the horses. And Tyler... Although, guys, I'm not kidding you, it was late in the evening, and he still had a six-hour drive to get home. He was so patient and so cool. And Mason, he petted on the horses. Give a shout-out to Hotshot and Spider-Man, the two horses. They made Mason's day. And and Tyler took the time to let him pet on them, and we got to, got to, I, I got to know a little bit more about my own neighbor. And Mason, uh, although uh, his disability does not hold him back, he is definitely the happiest guy on the block he's always outside playing football or mowing the lawn or whatever so after this episode is done though what's really cool is mason was outside and and uh a couple days after the episode tyler left and a couple days went by i saw him out there and i went and threw the football with him and and john paul his dad came out and we we talked about how much that meant to him and how much he loves horses come to find out he does therapy at this little place uh called american therapeutic riding center in uh, Sand Springs, and Mason's love for horses goes beyond just seeing them in Tyler's trailer. Come to find out, that's his favorite type of therapy, and it's life-changing stuff, and and it really did lift him up, and I just can't think of anything more cowboy than that, to find out that uh, a kid that, that's grown up in the city here that has um, a disability has a love for horses, and I didn't even know about it, and so we want to support that. I called my father, and yeah, I told him about this group, and I told Dad that, you know, for his episode, episode number one, we never did really choose what nonprofit to go toward. He wants to give all the funds from episode number one to the ATRC, American Therapeutic Writing Center out of Sand Springs. We'll be writing a check. What we do is we wait 30 days to, to accumulate all the money for that episode at 30 days, and then we send it off. Here's something really cool, though. We never expected this to be... Uh, uh, something that brought any kind of revenue in in the beginning. Uh, and the fact that we've already got $300, $400 in from the first episode, guys, I mean, it means the world, and it means that this is actually working, and we get to see firsthand right here that we're going to help somebody. And not only are you guys going to help somebody, you're going to help them get on a horse, and that's freaking cowboy right there. So Tyler Milligan, you're a badass not only in the arena but out. Thank you for taking the time for Mason. You made my day. You made his day. And and thank you for – if it wasn't for that, I would have never found out about this. And we're going to get some kids on some horses. And, Dad, thank you for being the loving, kind heart, for putting yourself out there for your son and having the first episode and donating any funds that uh, we raised through that episode will be going to these guys. A-T-R-C out of Sand Springs. And uh, with that said, Tyler, thank you. you it, it means the world that you stopped by, and uh, I can't wait for people to hear. And, guys, if you got kids in the rodeo world that are trying to strive to be NFR caliber cowboys, they need to hear this episode. It was a great, great insight on what it takes and what it's like to be in the big show. So, guys, please help me welcome Tyler Milligan. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Look good, feel good. Do good. Love you guys. Bye-bye.
Tyler Milligan, welcome to the Cardigan Cowboy. It is so good to have you, and you're the first national finals qualifier qualifier cowboy to be here. So this is really cool, and uh, something I stressed out about being the Cardigan Cowboy podcast was getting some guys and, and girls on here that are really in it and doing it, and uh, the fact that it's going to be the second episode on here, and to have your caliber here, is, it means a lot, and I really, really appreciate you taking the time. Uh, to do this man well, thanks for having me thanks for caring enough to want to do it and you know, reaching out to me and making stuff happen i appreciate it yep rock on hey before we get started you know at the cardigan cowboy we have promised that half of the funds that come through the checking account we give to a nonprofit. and what's cool is you get to choose where that money goes and right now we are just starting and it might be three dollars that comes through but a dollar fifty of it's going to go somewhere that you choose and uh, as we had discussed before, I know that you don't have a nonprofit that you're really partnered with, but I had mentioned that we're partnered with Rain and Cancer with Shorty's Hat Company, and then also a Tulsa-based uh, uh, nonprofit is the uh, Folds of Honor, and we love those guys. And, and so uh, uh, I guess I just need your verbal of which way you want it to go. So uh, I'm Folds of Honor. Folds of uh, Honor. Yep, yep. I, I, anything, you know, military, you know, we owe them people so much. You know, and same with our police officers and our first responders, you know, anything that we can give back to them because they give us everything. So Absolutely. They lay it all on the line. They definitely so, do. I reached out to some junior rodeo associations, and I wanted to also discuss that that's where I knew you from, and I know that was a big part of you growing up, and and I really enjoyed being part of those. I don't know if you know, my parents ran those Oklahoma Junior Rodeo yeah. Association there for about 10 years, and that was a big part of our life, and it's real yeah. cool to watch you grow up in them. And, and uh, so I reached out to them, and I asked them if they had any kids uh, that wanted to ask you some questions. Yeah. And sure enough, uh, some turned up. Now, a couple of them happened to be family yeah, because they had one day to turn in, and they're about the only ones that turned something in. Um, the, first question, the first question we got from you, and these are kind of funny, but um, Stratton. Vaughn Line Weaver. He's he's two three years old out of Bristol, Oklahoma. He's my little little. I call him my nephew. He's really my little cousin. But uh, he he wanted to know. Now think hard on this because he's pretty particular about his superheroes. But what is your what is your favorite superhero, man? Man, my favorite superhero. Yeah, that that is a tough one. Um, I've kind of always been a Batman fan. Oh man, dude, me too. You know, just kind of the he just kind of. The way he does, he's got, you know, Wayne Enterprises and got all that money. <laughs> that's and, right. And then he just goes and does what he does. That's how, all the gadgets it. and everything. That's pretty cool. I'm well, a Batman guy. Well, man, Stratton, he, right now he's really fighting uh, with uh, – he, he loves his Spider-Man costume. It has muscles kind of built into it. Oh, you yeah. can't really catch him out of it. But uh, he also likes Superman. Oh, he's a and Superman, Superman yeah. guy. So we clash right there. We clash, bro. <laughs> <laughs> also, he wanted to mention. I don't want you to get your feelings hurt here, but uh, he just wanted to say, by the way, my horse Peanut would give uh, big time your horse a run for his money. <laughs> uh, and just so you know, Peanut, uh, he ain't but waist high, tall, and. He, he really suffers from asthma at times if he gets loped a little too hard. Yeah. So, yeah. anyway, let Big Time know that he's got some competition oh, uh, coming his way. Big Time struggles with that, too, but I think a lot of it, he's just way too overweight. <laughs> <laughs> well, him and Peanut might be uh, yeah. having the same issue. Yeah, a lot so. in common. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so Huxley Swade, also from Bristow. He's one years old and can't talk yet, but somehow he came up with some questions <laughs> for you. Uh, he wants to talk about peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, and he wants to know, uh, first, are you a creamy or crunchy kind of guy? Uh, creamy. Creamy. Yeah. Strawberry creamy. or grape? I would, it really no preference, but uh, probably grape. Probably grape. Probably grape. Yeah. yeah. Um, whenever you cut your peanut butter and jelly sandwich, do you prefer like a triangle or are you kind of a rectangle? I'm not, a, I don't even cut it. You don't? I just just go it. for it. Yeah. Crust, it. no crust? Crust. Crust and all. Yeah, just eat it all. Do you have somebody, see, he he has Grammy Lila Hayes who makes a, a jam up peanut butter and jelly sandwich. He, he wanted to know who your, who your uh, favorite peanut butter and jelly sandwich comes from. Oh, definitely me. Yeah, yeah. You, you know exactly yeah. how yeah, you. I know how much yeah. peanut butter, how much jelly, and I, I got it down. That's yeah. cool, man. Yeah, well, me. those were kind of the funny ones and, and wanted to get those out of the way, but. I've got two young boys out in. Uh, is there a place? Is Star Texas a town? Am I? Is it? I've never heard of it. I, I think know. they're from there. Um, 
I got a text and and shout out to the Quadabons. Uh, I think I'm pronouncing that right. They text me and and they the two boys want to ask you some questions. Their mama is named Molly and Molly. I gave her a call after she texted me these questions and something really cool. I she was reached out to by a close friend and and uh, was told that Tyler's going to be on podcast. Do their kids have any questions? And she didn't even really know who you were, Tyler. I don't know. But she asked her boys, and her boys, 9 and 13, pretty much knew every rodeo you'd been in and what you'd <laughs> won, and they were pretty big fans. And I want to give a shout-out to them. Their names are Judge and Rowdy Quadabon. Judge is 9 years old, and and Rowdy's 13. I'm really glad they are not in the podcast world because they'd put me out of business. They came up with some good <laughs> questions, and – We'll just kind of get through them as we get through them. And, yeah. and shout out to the Quadabon brothers. Thank you. Uh, they pretty much, I mean, these were pretty much the questions I had lined up for you, and I'm glad I could shout out to them. And hopefully, yeah. if anything, and, and the Quadabon brothers might be the only ones ever listening to this, I hope out of it they realize that um, you guys are the next generation, and, and we really, really appreciate you. And, and I think that's why we're here, kind of giving back oh, yeah. to those young men and, and bring them up. So. We're going to start off with the youngest, the nine-year-old judge. He said he, he's from Star, Texas. I hope I'm reading that right. Um, I, I know there's a Lone Star. I don't know if there's a Star, Texas. But I bet there's a Star, Texas. I bet so. There's got to be so. a Star, Texas. I bet it's down there in Hill Country, where I wish I was. So uh, he's with Performance Pony Company, and he says, I won the youngest roper to tie down a calf at Barry Burke's Roping this year. What is your greatest win that you've ever had, Tyler? Oh man, greatest win! You know, uh, I would have to say probably it would be Houston when I won Houston in 2018 um, because I just won Rookie of the Year, and I still kind of you still don't know if you're good enough. I mean, you know, and to be able to win that first time I was there. You know, that was a really big deal for me, and uh, that helped my confidence level a bunch, and uh, so I'd have to go with Houston. Who were you – do you remember kind of the guys you were right around whenever you were there at Houston that time and who, who was uh, in the box with you or anything uh, like that? Trent Kreger was there, um, and he actually wasn't even entered that year. We was down there going to go to some other rodeos, and uh, it was me and him, and uh, we actually had Timber Moore's trailer, Trent's truck, and I was just in there. <laughs> And uh, Trent wasn't even entered, but Trent was there that day. That's cool, man. So uh, I wouldn't know this, and I'm sure there's some young men and, and women out there. What what does a paycheck look like coming from Houston? Go win that bad boy. <laughs> 56000 Boy. Yeah. That paid for some feed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That pay, good that's feed. good. Yeah. Was that on big time? Yes. And we'll get into big time mm-hmm. here in a little bit, but I know he's a phenomenal horse. I, I love that. Uh, the next question Judge had for you. Was uh well, okay. Time out before we get off of that. Did you ever have any success at the Barry Burks? Uh, actually, they had their open this year uh, at Ardmore, and I won it this year. Did you? Yes, sir. The open. Um, but I think I won Barry's one time in the sixteen to nineteen. Yeah. Uh, never really had much luck in the twelve and unders. You know, I I never really roped as good as some of those kids did. Go, you know, twelve and under, thirteen to fifteen. You know, I really started where I started roping better when I was 15, 16 years old is when it kind of got to going a little bit better. Because in them 12 and unders, I struggled. You know, I didn't – I never really hardly won much. Man, we got to hit on that a little bit because you know there's probably a 12-year-old listening right now. And I would have been one of them. Tyler, you are living my dream right now as a kid. <laughs> That's what I wanted to be was National Finals qualifying cowboy ta- tie-down calf roper. Yeah. And, man, yeah. I thought Trevor Brazil and Strand Smith were the coolest guys on this planet. <laughs> And uh, I think I think you're hitting on something good. I mean, I'm sure somebody's listening that they're maybe in a rut or maybe haven't grown into themselves yet yeah. or they're going through that. Would you have any advice or some things that got you through those hard times that you didn't get burnt out? Yeah. You know, you, you just got to you gotta love it and you got to crave it, you know, and you got to want to get better. And, uh, you know, and I got to give it up to my dad. You know, every every day we roped, you know, and it, and it didn't matter. I was fortunate enough to have a covered arena. So, you know, snowing or raining or whatever, we we still rope. Um, and he would just – he'd turn them out and untie them. And we just kept doing that and doing that and doing that, and then finally something kind of clicked. 
And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's just all I just kept practicing and practicing. And it damn sure had some hard times. You know, it, you know, you know how the practice pin gets sometimes. It, it's sometimes yeah. not a very good spot to be in uh, when it's not going good. And, you know, you got your dad there and then mom's down there. And you, you kind of have some run-ins. Uh, but, but yeah, I just kept practicing and, um, it just, some it clicked along the way. That's awesome. Well, I don't know if you know this, uh, but I hold a record at Barry Burks. Uh, they rarely put it out there, but I think I have the longest time ever recorded, uh, to rope a calf (laughs) there. Yeah. At, at, um, one point, you know, I had to take a water break. Uh, I think I was tied by the calf at one time, had to untie myself. Uh, a lot that the they liked it though because the concession stand hadn't been bu- yeah. any busier. Yeah, I mean, a lot of yeah, <laughs> people got got a drink, came back. Actually, the saying goes, I think they broke the calendar out just to take my time. So, uh, and uh, I I laugh about that because I really did have. I was I was a lot like you maybe. I didn't have. I didn't really just. I had a lot of success early on when I was really young, and then when it came to tying calves down, and I just didn't have the growth. And, and then uh, I didn't stick with it, to be honest with you. Yeah. I just didn't stick with it like you did and push through. I did have I did go away with uh, Barry Burks from uh, with some cash in my pocket. I yeah. bought my brother one time in the in the <laughs> in the Calcutta. Yeah. And yeah, that I was think, probably back when the Calcutta was big. Yeah. When you yeah. Calcutta they're they're not as big anymore, really. Really? Yeah, you just don't get very many players and yeah, you know, and a lot of people just sell for 10 bucks 20 bucks you know yeah. and it just the money's not really there so but back then there'd, there'd be people everybody played the calcutta i mean you'd get there and then that's yeah, cool Barry Burks was huge. my brother won around and uh tough hedeman actually pushed his calf and that was just a cool story and i had him in the calcutta and he's still a little sour about it because i actually walked away with more money than he, he did and he yeah. actually did the act yeah. you know oh, so yeah. um Love the Barry Burks and and love love what they stand for. They were a big platform, I know, for me growing up and all oh, the yeah. others. And, oh yeah, and did good. So next question, this is going to be a big one. We can cut this one, but how do you prepare for roping? How many calves do you tie? Uh, how many do you rope? How many do you score? Kind of uh, just a day in in the practice pen with you. What's that look like? Man, you just you know, I just kind of feel it out. You know, if it's going good, you know, it depends on what I'm going to do that day. If uh, I got a couple horses saddled. I just want to tune them up and just kind of keep them sharp. I'll just uh, break with me a couple, not rope a couple, and score a couple. And uh, if horses are working good and roping good, you know, just be done with that. And then flank and tie from the post a bunch. And uh, same with that, you know, flank and tie 15, 20, you know, 25 times. And if uh, if everything's going good and you feel good about it, just be done, you know. Well, judge is judge is telling me here that uh, he he at least ropes about a hundred uh, on on the dummy yeah. off of a barrel, yeah. And then uh, he breaks away three or four calves, and he does a lot of scoring. Yeah. And so he's I think he's hoping he's on the right track there. Oh, yeah. So oh yeah, yeah he's doing good. Yeah, just keep after keep roping. You got to keep roping, you know. And that was the thing my dad told me a long time ago. He said, if you want to be handy with a rope, you got to have a rope in your hands all the time. And so, and he, I think there's a lot of truth to that, you know, and, and I was just, when I was a kid, I just have a rope in your hand, you know, walking around outside and had a rope, just swinging a rope, just always had a rope in your hand, just, just stay and swinging it and just have it, just have the feel of it. Like it's second nature. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that dummy. I think, I think you're hitting on something really important there, Tyler. And I did grow up national finals rodeo was, was the big show. And that's where I always wanted to be. But I never really knew what it took. I never had, say, a Tyler Milligan uh, telling me that how much I need to have rope in my hand. I think people, if they knew the hours and the hard work that it really takes to get to that level, honestly, me as a kid probably wouldn't have had that as a dream because it was it is tough. And did you ever did you have a mentor or anybody that kind of showed you that hey you're you're saying as a kid this is the level you want to be on, but this is what it takes. Like, it's, it's one thing to want it, but this is what it's going to take. Yeah, I mean, you know, never really had somebody tell me what it t- took, you know, to do it. I've always seen what people do. Yep. And and I'm always kind of watching and learning, trying to learn. Um, but I didn't even know what it took to make the finals until, uh, until the year I didn't make them in 2018. Yep. 
I finished 18th. And um, that that next year, I figured out – I'm not going to say I figured it out, but I had a way better idea of what you need to do to make the national finals, what you need to do, how to do it, where to go. And I owe a lot of that to Timber Moore. Um, he, I rodeoed with him, and uh, he's just really smart, and he's he's just real smart about everything he does. And uh, I just tried to watch him, and and he's taught me a lot about not really just roping, but how to win. You know, like that guy wins all the time, and I've been able to see how he approaches it, and I try to use some of what I see him do with what I do. That's awesome, man. Well, shout out to him, and and. Uh it just takes a lot. It takes a community, mm-hmm. it seems like, you know. Oh, for sure. I think Judge also wants to know what's your favorite rope, pig, and string. Uh-huh. Uh, favorite strings, I use our rattlers. Okay. Black eyes, medium hard. Um, and then ropes. Uh, I've been using uh, web, web grass ropes here lately. Um, I've had some luck with them, and they feel good. So cool. Using those. He's got one more question for you, and it might be a – be a shout out here for you um who do you look to up to as a role model growing up who's your hero who's the person you wanted to kind of be man i mean it's it's i'm sure every kid says this but uh who doesn't want to rope like cody ole you know i mean that guy he was unreal it didn't matter where national finals which that's where everybody saw him at do everything but i mean you'd be at salinas cheyenne st paul i mean he was he was just a freaking nature as far i mean that's exactly who i would love to rope like that's cool man i actually got to shake cody old's hand um i don't know if you know a gentleman his name's charlie kingsbury out of uh he's from colorado up yeah, there around yeah. um, i've heard charlie uh, I'm, i just lost Greeley. he's mm-hmm. up there and he was really cool i met him at a, a roping camp when we were younger and him and his wife kind of took me and my brother in in a time that we needed to have some guidance and we were in our teenage years and we got to rope with him and I still remember he's really up, he's up there by Cheyenne and we were up there through those through those days we one time I remember taking a nap on his couch and Bla- I woke up and Blair Burke was flipping through ESPN you know right here <laughs> yeah. by me oh, yeah. and as a kid that was pretty cool and yeah. he took us to Cheyenne Frontier days and and I got to meet Cody that was a big time big deal to me and mm-hmm. meeting him and and uh if I was to answer that question I know Judge don't care what i think but i don't know if you've ever met clay o'brien cooper I, i've never met Cleo actually he is such a cool guy and wonderful and oh, i yeah. as as i mean as many world championships as he's got and anything i met him at that same rodeo camp roping camp yeah. and uh out in sarah oklahoma uh champion uh camp of champions i believe yeah. is what it's mm-hmm. called and, and yeah. went out there and it was a year later. We were down Glen Rose uh, at or Granberry around there, and we ran into Clay, and he still remembered our names, sat down with us, talked to us. And mm. I think uh, between Cody Ole and, and Clay O'Brien Cooper on the team roping side, it's, it was a pretty solid dude. Yeah. So oh, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Well, on to the next one. Your little brother's done. We got Rowdy Quadabon, 13 years old, and uh, he's with Rodeo Kids. I think that's a little the rodeo kids is like a, a a deal it's a website i think bring bring trying to bring the junior rodeo associations together and oh, really? do things for kids and yeah. that's kind of cool but uh he says that he's qualified for two ropens in vegas come december at a chance to be the 12 and under tight end world champion um how can i prepare mentally and physically for that kind of rodeo where there's a lot there's a world title on on the on the line lots of money and a lot of different noises that maybe his horse isn't used to. Yeah. Um, well, if his horse don't like noise, you can just go and uh, get those cat balls. Uh, you can get them at a pet store or whatever. And they're, you know, just little old, look like a golf ball, but they're soft. Um, and just before you rope or, like, when you're warming him up, just uh, stick them cotton or cat balls in his ears, and uh, that takes out a lot of the noise. Like, I got a horse I have to ride them in. Really? I'm in a perf, yep. Yep, that, that definitely will take out the noise. And uh, as far as the pressure, I mean, uh, the only way you get used to pressure is being in pressure. Um, and so between now and then, I mean, try to put yourself in pressure situations, you know, um, and, and handle it. You know, you're about to run a calf. Uh, say, all right, I got to be, I got to tie this calf in 13 seconds here. 
to to win the rope and put yourself in that situation and, and go try to do it. That's the only way you can get used to pressure is just being in pressure. That's a good answer, bro. That's a damn good answer. Mm-hmm. I like that. Uh, he was kind of wondering what you did to prepare for Vegas and maybe some of those pressure spots you put yourself in. Yeah, uh, I really didn't change much. I mean, I just the same thing. I had a, I borrowed a practice horse and I would run eight to ten a day, you know, or I might run if I run six calves and it went good. I just that'd be it, you know. I it, I don't really when I practice, I don't really overdo it. Like if I feel good and everything's going good, then I'll just be done, you know. But the main thing I do is I flank and tie a lot from the post. Like that, that I do that all the time and that's just like repetition and uh and you know, just flanking and tying, you don't have to all you gotta do is have a calf. Like you don't you don't have to worry about your horse wearing a horse out or you know, it's just it's just you and uh that's what I did. Well, that's cool because I think you bring up a good point is, you know, you don't have to have a pen full of calves and all. It, it, you can get, get small, get mm-hmm. simple, and work on the basics. Oh, yeah. And and be just as competitive as mm-hmm. anybody else. So, Next up, he says, next year, I'm going to enter my horse for Texas Junior High Rodeo Horse of the Year. Did you uh, – uh, we lost you here. Sorry, bud. Horse of the Year – I, I thought he was going to ask something about Big Tom, but I guess how did you how did Big Tom become Horse of the Year? I guess that's what. Oh, okay. Uh, well, you take um, they have to have a they have to be registered. You have to have papers on them, um, and then you just uh, put him up for nomination. Uh, you just send the send his papers to the PRCA office and just nominate your horse basically, and they let the top uh, twenty five ropers in the world vote on it. You got uh, first place, second place, third place. Uh, and uh, that's just, uh, yeah, the top 25 vote on it. And uh, he's been lucky enough to win it twice now. Um, and, uh, you know, and he's 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 been the best part of my success is because he's let me figure out how to rope. Like, he's taken care of me. Like, he's that horse that, you know, he, he's, he's pretty much irreplaceable for me. Um, he's not a superstar. Like he's not a racehorse. He don't. He's not blessed with ungodly speed or anything like that. Um, he's just. He's just about perfect for me, you know. And uh, I wouldn't trade him for anything. He'll be dying on your place, huh? Yeah, he doesn't owe me anything. Yeah, he doesn't owe me nothing. How cool is that, dude? Um, did you go to college? Uh, Rowdy wants to know. Uh, I did for a semester and a half, and I don't think I got credit for the half semester. So <laughs> a semester. Dang it, boy! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I did. Um, probably not. As, I probably should have stuck with it, um, but I didn't. Um, I think that if if you if you got an opportunity to get your school paid for, uh, you kind of got to do it. I, I mean, you don't got to do it, but you know. It, it, you probably need to, and I wish I would have probably, um, but you know it's kind of well. It is too late now for me to get it paid for um, because I think you can only college rodeo to you're like twenty four or like twenty three or something like that, right. and so I couldn't even get a scholarship, you know, because I'm twenty three already, so I couldn't Damn. couldn't go back and get a scholarship to do it. But uh, but yeah, I would definitely if I could go back, I'd definitely play. Uh, try try to at least get some type. Online something something yeah you know but, but you you have a a very uh, your mother's name's Tamara right yes sir. and uh, she's a doctor yes is that she, right she is a dermatologist yes so yeah. she would probably be telling you yeah she was school. definitely beating that drum pretty hard <laughs> um, and then I she just I don't know one day she just kind of I guess she got tired of beating on it I guess because yeah. she she just let me uh, she said well you Old enough, you can make your own, do, do whatever. And uh, so, yeah, I'd, I'd quit. Um, like I said, probably shouldn't have done it. And probably would, if I go back, I'd do it different. But that's what I did. That's cool, man. Well, your mom is awesome. I saw her on the plane heading yeah, to Vegas said, and, yeah. and gave her a hug. And she's just that type of woman. She lights up a room, man, no oh, matter yeah. where she's at. She, so. <laughs> she'll, she's probably the loudest person. Ever, <laughs> that's for sure. Well, I sat pretty close to her, and, and by the end of it, uh, the the attendants knew who we were, so <laughs> oh, I yeah. guarantee you. Yeah. 
Well, Rowdy wants to wrap his questions up with just the best advice, and you've already given a lot, but the best advice you could give a young man trying to become a pro. Man, just uh, keep practicing. Um, keep roping. You know, you get around somebody that knows, you know, knows what they're doing and knows how to rope, and uh, just be willing to learn. You know, if they if they try to help you, you've got to be willing to learn. If you're willing to learn and you work at it, you will you'll get good. I mean, it's it's one of those things. Um, and just yeah, just be willing to learn and willing to uh, be uh, take criticism. You know, take correction. Um, and uh, and that's all you have to do. Practice and it's not hard. You know, it's like everything else. I mean, you want to be a good basketball player, good football player. Well, you practice and you learn. And that's the same thing with roping. Just, that's what he needs to do. That's awesome, man. Um, you mentioned getting to know somebody and and getting part of that community. I'm always I'm always surprised to see in the rodeo community, especially if you put in the effort, people are really willing to help. Mm-hmm. And I I don't know if you had that too, but I know, uh, like I'd mentioned, Charlie Kingsbury really took us under his wing. And, and helped us out in ways. And then I'll shout out to the Cooper family. Whenever we were growing up, we competed with Tough, Cooper, and them, and they had an open-door policy to their place, and, and Sherry was almost like a second mom to us. In fact, mm-hmm. I laughed. Sherry saved my life one time. We say, well, I, was, I was young, coming out, there's a rope out there at Sarah, and my rope got tangled up on a bumper of a truck, my horse flipped, <laughs> and she cut the rope, and we've been best friends ever since. Still, still give her a hug, but, you know, that even that caliber, they were excited and willing to help, and I was just amazed. Uh, Rance, my cousin Rance, and I, and Chance, and my brother Hayden, we went over there and, and got in a few of their camps and got got in there, and it helped. It helped tremendously. Although my brother, my little brother, was too busy riding the calves after we tied them uh, with Roy Cooper, but yeah. uh, uh, Roy would let him ride the calves down the pen. But oh, yeah. they were they were just a cool family, and. I think I'm just going to back you up on that, what you said, is get around some people because th- there's people willing to help you. Mm-hmm. There really are. Yeah. Yep, they'll help. And you just got to just gotta be willing to willing to learn. Is there any way to get around you? Or do you ever go to camps or any way these kiddos could come see you? Oh, or? man, I don't, I've never done a school or anything like yeah. that. Uh, but, I mean, yeah, I mean, if, if they want to come rope or whatever, just uh, – we can figure something out. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Well, maybe the Cardigan Cowboy needs to put on some clinics. You can <laughs> you can come help us out with that. Absolutely. That'd be fun. Absolutely. Well, dude, today is Father's Day. Did you see your daddy today? Yeah, he was there. Um, he actually uh, got put to work at the roping. <laughs> if you can believe that, we uh, <laughs> had one guy that was supposed to come help, and he didn't make it, and so had to had to have dad come pull the barrier. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Man, so you said your dad was a big part of, of uh, I mean, obviously of your life, but of your rope and career and everything. How did he juggle being, I mean, was he, he got that sweet spot, obviously, where he was hard on you and pushed you, but yet had some compassion and let you grow. Mm-hmm. And and would you have any advice out there for parents listening right now of, like, what he did and how he got it right? Man, you know, just... You know, not really. I, I actually don't because uh, he did a great job, but my dad is super laid back. Like, you know, you not really much bothers him. The only thing that would get all over him is uh, if you quit. You know, like if you make a couple mistakes and then you just quit. Like that, that is a very quick way to get uh, get an ass whooping. <laughs> I mean, that is, and that was, that was the number one rule is you just don't quit. And, uh, if you didn't do that, everything went pretty good. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, shout out to Dado. Happy Father's Day. And, uh, yeah. What's next for you, brother? Where are you headed? Uh, next rodeo I'm going to go to is Cross at Arkansas. Yep, I'm up there Friday morning. And then after that, uh, I guess we're going to leave uh, to go to Prescott, Arizona, uh, Saturday night. And uh, I'm up over there the 29th, and uh, we're going to go to, I think, six rodeos over the 4th. Normally we go to probably 13, 14, 
you know, so it's definitely going to be different this year. Thanks, COVID. Yeah, no joke. <laughs> Has that changed the rodeo scene at all, too? Like, oh, are you roping in a mask? Uh, well, uh, they made us at uh, Fort Worth uh, wear masks all the way up until you had to rope, and then they let you take it off. Then when you got done, you had to put it back on. It was a pain in the ass. It was terrible. Dude, I don't know about you, Tyler, but I'm kind of ready just to get it. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, it, honestly, if – if and I don't mean that in a – I hope to get it and spread it. I'm not yeah. saying that. Everybody labels you like you want to go kill people or oh, something yeah, if you get it. But if I could go somewhere right now and be – like just go 14 days, just get it, count down, get through it, get over and get with. it over with. Yeah. Man, I'm so yeah. sick and tired of this. Yeah, you just got to – I mean, it's just like every – which I don't know. I'm not no doctors and nothing, but you got to – I mean, building immunity to it. I mean, if you hide yeah. yourself from it all the time, and then, yeah. you know, you can't do that. Well, and not taken away from those that have been impacted by the COVID and have, have family members affected and things, not not wanting to get off in that, but I have a real issue with living out of fear, making exactly. fearful yeah. decisions. And, uh, and, and then also my family owns a – we have a family-owned business, and it has really affected them as well. Mm-hmm. And so – um, it, it's it's a tough time right now. Yeah, it's it's different. It's very different. Never thought that uh, lived through anything like this, really. You know, but uh, have to. Like, we're gonna make the best of it. You know. There's the cowboy spirit, <laughs> man. So right now, I looked up. You're fourth in the world right now. Is that correct? Yes. You're yeah. somewhere in there. Yeah. Is it? Shan, is he leading it? Is it Shad? Shad, Shad, Shan, Shad. Yeah, yeah, Shad is leading it. He Shad, does. sorry, buddy. I actually wrote Shad on Instagram. Just asked him if he's ever in Tulsa. Come talk to us. But yeah. I want to know what he won to get about hundred thousand dollars ahead. What What was that? Well, he uh, won the American. That was fifty thousand. That all counts. The, uh, I didn't know that. Fifty thousand of it counted. Like at them big rodeos like that, like they pay a hundred thousand, like Calgary and the American. Half of it counts. Don't want to let you win up to 50000 That cool. end of the standings. I didn't know that. Um, he won won that, so there was 50000 Then he won San Antonio, which is, uh, that was probably, you know, that was 25000 25, So there's there's 70, 75 grand right there. And then he's got 131, you know, and I mean, he, he, he ropes. He's That's good. cool. Yeah. I love watching him. Yeah. I actually, when I was at the, he made it to the NFR last year. Yep. And I remember I was at the MGM there. Uh, actually, I saw you two not far behind him. He was carrying his rope and can through the MGM, I believe. I saw yeah. him, but I was at the roulette table <laughs> and uh, saw you guys. And and uh, anyway, thought that was just cool. And, and he seems like a great guy. I love watching him rope yeah. as well. Yeah. I saw he was just way up there in the leader. Oh, yeah. Wars. I was like, dude. Yeah, he... He got those in too, right as this COVID hit. So it's it's making it tough for yeah. anybody to catch up. I'm yeah, sure. I mean it's basically it, it's the it's really good for him unless they mess around and don't have an NFR. Yep, you know, and that'd be a disaster. You know, but he's got it. Where I mean, you can't catch him. There's no there's no way you can catch him. And then if they even do have an NFR, it probably won't pay like it normally does. You'd say, think. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's a tall order to catch him. <laughs> well, wish him the best, and and that's cool that you know yeah. I'm glad to see somebody at least getting a good side of this whole COVID thing. So, mm-hmm. um, sucks for you, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, man, can we talk about the national finals rodeo a little bit? Just coming from somebody that was just, I recorded every round of that sucker growing up, and was oh, yeah. just it just infatuated with it. Could you tell us what that experience is like, and maybe maybe something that beat your expectations, and if you have something that wasn't quite as what you thought? Man, it it was uh, it was all you dream of as a kid, really. I mean, that's because yeah. you just sit there and you just uh, watch it on TV, you know, wait up, which you know it wouldn't play in Oklahoma until late. You know, you yeah. have to stay up pretty and late, not- yeah, to watch it. Um, and you just that's just a, you'd always want to. I mean. You ask a kid, when you want to home make national finals, you know. Um, and so getting to do it was very fortunate, you know. Um, I was glad. I was very fortunate to be able to do it. Um, 
you know, it's, it's just thank God that he let me do it and uh, get there. And the part of the funnest thing I ever had at Vegas, though, was when I won the first round and you do that victory lap, my first round and then the seventh round, that is, that was like a, just a, you know, just a kind of, you can't even describe how it felt, you know, you're just, you're going around there and, you, and in the calf rope, you got to go like around it twice. Like you got to go and uh, dang sure a whole lap. And it was just, that was probably one of the funnest, I mean, that probably didn't take 20 seconds, but that was probably the funnest time I've ever had in my life, that, that 20 seconds. That is so cool. Well, I was there, and I got to see you, and I couldn't tell you how proud I was of you, and you represent us here in Oklahoma well. I looked at the leaderboards, and and uh, we don't have very many Elkies in there sometimes, no. and, and so to see you come through and... Uh-huh. and uh, we were pumped. I mean, the whole Hayes family was pumped. We were behind you on that. So I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Yeah, do you get any, uh, for kids out there who can't wait one day to maybe get the opportunity to make it, I mean, is there any cool perks? I wouldn't even know what it means to make it, or do you get some cool stuff? Man, I mean, they just give you, like, a lot of, like, trinkets type stuff, you know. You got just all kinds of stuff. I, one thing I didn't know what you got, they give you a ring. You get a ring, you know, fit for a ring and everything, uh. I messed up. Uh, I got that ring, and I, I at Puyallup they if everybody because by the time Puyallup rolls around, everybody kind of they have a good idea who's gonna make the finals, you know. And so uh, everybody kind of gets sized for jackets and rings and everything, and uh, that that was a real fun deal too, you know, knowing that you kind of got the finals made and you're trying on your jacket, see what size you're gonna get and and stuff like that. But I really didn't try the rings on. I was kind of guessed at it, but uh, I got home. And I was just bored, and I put the ring on, and uh, it took me about 20 minutes to get the ring off. I thought I was going to have to – I didn't know what I was going to do. I could not get this ring off. Um, But, yeah, so maybe next time I'll look at the sizes on it a little (laughs) closer. (laughs) That's awesome. Oh, man. Well, I hope they do have National Finals Rodeo. You know, I I do have a cousin – Professor Caffro, but he's also an artist, and he's always up there at MGM, and oh, yeah. and uh, he's always cool. Throw me oh, a room yeah. and help me hang out with <laughs> him, and I hope to be up there again if they have it. It's it would be sad to see it not, but also I don't financially I don't know how that's all gonna pan out because your guys' entry fees are paid. Is that correct? Do you have to pay entry fees to go at to the NFL? finals? Yeah. Uh, no, you do not. You do not. No. Yeah, it's all yeah. you just show up, show yep. up and rope. Yep. There's uh. To my knowledge, there's only two rodeos I think that you don't have to pay in. It is uh, San Antonio and there. San Antonio, you don't have to pay any fees. Yep, San Antonio is a really, really good rodeo. That's all. Is that one of your favorites? Um, you know, my favorite rodeo would probably be Sisters, Oregon. Just because the time of year, it was actually going to be, I think it was last, supposed to be last week. Um. And this going up there to Oregon, you know, it still it still gets cold up there, and I'm a cold weather fan. Like I like it cold weather, and um, and it's so pretty up there and everything. And it's just I've never won anything at Sisters Oregon, but it's one of my favorites just because it's just a real cool spot. Man, I went and I actually watched my cousin Chance, which by the way, Chance, are, that's one of his pieces of art Ooh. there that. Dad brought in, let me have in here. I can't get chance to actually get me one. Of, you know, he's kind of stingy at those things. But um, he was out there at, at Eagle Vale, Colorado, mm-hmm. out there, and was in that rodeo. And one thing that's odd, growing up in junior rodeo and rodeoing around here, is we're, we're kind of accustomed to it. Yeah. It doesn't draw the crowds mm-hmm. to go out there and have the tourists loving it and enjoy it. Stands are packed, man. Yeah. That is such a cool feeling, and it was cool for me. And you know what I was doing? I pushed a calf. I pushed Chance's <laughs> calf that day. That's about it. But I still loved it and, and thought it was a lot of fun. And and uh, it sounds like Sisters is Oregon. Sisters cool. is one of them spots. Yeah, they pack that thing out. It's it's a good time. I mean, it's a good they they love their rodeo. Like it's a small town too. Like there's I, I'd be lying how many people are there, but like they don't have very many people there, and it's a great rodeo. And they'd pack it out. I mean, it's crazy. That's cool, man. Well, just to give you kind of a goal for the ca- Cardigan Cowboy here is if this thing does get off the ground and pick up, uh, we plan on on 
getting a horse trailer. I like to team rope still. Me and my dad, we like to team rope a little bit. So mm-hmm. there might be a couple horses in it too, but <laughs> we are going to put a studio in it so we could travel. Yeah. So maybe, you know, you go to sisters or whatever, we come up there and see you and, and throw some guys in there and have a fun podcast and, and, oh, yeah. and launch some stuff out of, out of a horse trailer. Yeah. That's the ultimate goal. So hopefully one day we'll get there and, Oh, that'd be neat. That'd be real cool. Yeah, man. You're helping me. You're helping me get there <laughs> just doing what you're doing. So Yeah, I hope we can do it. Yeah. Well, is there anything else you got, brother? Any other shout-outs? Who are your sponsors? We should talk about them a little bit. Do you have any support? Uh, I mean, I got uh, Cinch Jeans and Shirts. They're uh, a little company. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> no, they're really good. Uh, and then I got, uh, I really don't have very many. That, and I got Rattler. I get uh ropes and strings and stuff from them classic equine get like saddle pads and boots and all that stuff and uh that's it that's, i just got three and resist all resist all hats yeah so i guess i got four but no no big like money deals or anything like if if you make the finals there you'll get like you know bonuses from those companies for making the finals but that's that's it did they find you uh, or did you find them? And reason I'm asking is, maybe there's a, a young man or young woman trying to make it pro, kind of wondering if it's something you seek out, or is do they seek you out once you start? Well, it, you can do it either way. I did never sought. I mean, sought anybody out. Um, when I uh, the year after I won Houston, I actually asked just Cinch, you know, hey, you know, can I uh, get a get a deal? And they actually told me no. Uh, they said, well, they didn't tell me no. They just said they'd give me, uh, send me some shirts and some stuff like that. But I didn't, I wasn't actually signed with them. I didn't actually sign with them until, uh, October last year after making the finals. Like they're, they're, they're dang sure, uh, pretty tough to get in with. Um, but I've never been one to go ask really for stuff like that. I kind of always, you know, feel like, uh, I just don't want to do that. It's just kind of not what I want to do. Yeah. Um, and, but I mean, there's a bunch of people that do, I mean, there's, there's, I know a bunch of people that got kind of a, they'll get them a little resume or like a, you know, a little deal and they'll send it to all kinds of people just send it out. And you can do that too. And that, that works for a bunch of people, you know, I mean, some they'll get, you know, a couple thousand dollars for a year to put a name on a shirt, you know? Um, but I've never done that, but you can do that. Cool. So can I make you an offer? (laughs) <laughs> well, I'll get you a patch. We'll pay you. Throw a little cardigan cowboy on your shirt sometime and, yeah. and rub it. That'd be cool, man. Oh, yeah. We'd yeah. love that. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'll for sure wear it at Vegas. Hell, yeah. Yeah. Well, I hope to be out there. I would love to. Um, this is all so new, and we have big dreams for this this podcast, and hopefully it does go somewhere. But we would love to be out there in Vegas and somehow get in that cowboy Christmas and get a studio and out there and be able to interview people. And, oh, yeah, that'd be and, cool. And uh, get out there, but. Right now, we're in Tulsa, Oklahoma, boy, and I'm so glad you made it through. And and uh, I just – and I, I've already hit on this, but what you really do represent Oklahoma well. And to see somebody come from that junior rodeo background and make it all the way to the top like you have is, is remarkable. And, and it kind of kind of gives these young young men and women hope, you know, that, that uh, yeah, that you can make it. Oh yeah, you know, and, and it's just, it, I'm kind of like, sounding like a broken record, but it's just hard. I mean, you just got to practice. It's hard work. I mean, there's no, it's not hard to figure out what you got to do. It's just hard to do it, and uh, you, know, you just got to put the time in, and you put the time in, you will be successful. Gym four, man. Well, Tyler, I know you got. Horses that need to get on the road. You're he- you're southbound, aren't you? you yes, heading- sir. I'm headed home. Where do yep. you stay down? Are you right uh, there in Stephenville? Stephenville, yes, sir. Yep. In the heart of it all. Yep, right there, right down there. I got a got a little spot with a little calf lane and a little barn, and it works out pretty good for me. Cool, man. Well, we wish you the very best, seriously and, and sincerely. And the fact that you took time out of your day just to come in here and help us raise a little money for a good cause and and talk to us and hopefully. Like I always say, if we impact one one person's life through this conversation, it's totally worth it. And uh, if you ever have any feedback or want to send somebody this way or think that this would be a good thing for them, uh, a good platform, and and uh, we'd love to have them. So, yeah, absolutely, yep. Thank, I'm just thanks for having me. I mean, heck, it's good to 
Good to see you. I haven't seen you in forever. By last time you saw me, I was mugging a calf for you and ribbon roping. <laughs> probably. <right? laughs> probably in yeah. Bristol, too. Yeah, probably. <laughs> well, um, man, sincerely, thank you. And, and be safe on your way home. And anytime you're in Tulsa, please holler at me. And we'll come watch you rope or do whatever we can. Oh, so, perfect. Yes, sir. Yeah. Appreciate it. Well, let's call it a wrap, brother. Cheers. Thank All you. Right, man. Yes, sir. Right. Thank you.